Hello, I thought I'd cover copper today. It's been a while since I have, and it's kind of an important metal in the context of the global economy. And by kind of, I mean probably the most important, Dr. Copper and all of that. Despite copper's importance, precious metals tend to get more coverage. They're more glamorous after all, but we do not concern ourselves with glamour or shizzle here. We get our hands dirty uh, at the heart of global industry or something like that. So, iron and aluminium are the most used industrial metals in the world and then comes copper. Its main uses are in wiring, which accounts for about 60% of demand, piping and roofing make up another 20%, machinery about 10% and then the other 10% is other. And overall copper demand is 65% electrical, 25% industrial and 10% transport. It's got many uses all over the economy, home building, construction, manufacturing, power generation, electronics, transportation. transportation. And that's why it's proven a barometer of economic health and hence the nickname Dr Copper, the metal with a PhD in economics. The world's largest copper producer is Chile, about five and a half million tonnes last year, a bit more. Then Peru and China, which produces just under two million tonnes, followed by the Democratic Republic of Congo and the US. And between them, those five countries account for about 60% of global production. Supply was hit by Covid. Uh, many mines had to suspend operations. And there are also fears of falling investment, higher taxes and more resource nationalism in both Chile and Peru, the two largest producers, where left-wing governments have been elected. Although so far, the fear has been worse than actual reality actually is. And China, despite being the world's third largest producer, is a net importer. And it's the world's largest consumer. It accounts for about half of world copper demand followed by Europe, the US and Russia. Annual imports of copper concentrate to hit China hit a historic high last year. Uh, this year they're a bit lower, as Andy Holm, who's a good writer for Reuters on copper, says that refined copper imports fell by 25% relative to 2020, but the previous year they had shattered the rec record books, and last year's tally was still up on 2019. China's internal production can't meet its own internal demand, let alone what's left for its exports uh, manufacture. And between 2005 and 2020, China spent more than $56 billion over, um, securing overseas copper assets. And one forgets that there are other countries in the world that also use copper. It's not just China. And the big driver of copper demand going forward will be the Great Reset, net zero or net stupid, depending on your point of view, and the world's mission to get to a low carbon energy future. There is an immense, underappreciated materials intensity to green energy consumption in its many forms, of which copper is a major constituent. Alternative energy systems are on average five times more copper intensive than their conventional counterparts, uh, reports the Baker Institute Centre for Energy Studies. Uh, that was in Forbes, I think it was reported. Battery energy vehicles require three times as much copper as an old school vehicle. And for perspective, 
30,000 battery electric vehicles can consume as much copper as a skyscraper. And for the global passenger vehicle fleet to be one-third battery energy vehicle would mean 300 million BEVs or 20 million uh, tonnes of copper, which is roughly equivalent to annual global, global copper demand. Never mind all the plumbing, the wiring, the weatherproofing, machinery, electricals, electronics and the plethora of other applications that require copper. Wind turbines require 3.6 tonnes of copper per megawatt of output and photo photovoltaic cells four to five tonnes per megawatt. So that's a lot. <laughs> now, here is a chart of copper over the past five years so that you can see the price action. Um, after the boom of the noughties, it spent the next nine years meandering roughly in the range of $2.50 a pound to $3.20. And like pretty much every other asset, it collapsed like a stone in 2020 to $2 a pound then rebounded with a tech stock-like elastic spring all the way to $4.80. It spent the past year trading in an ever tighter range around that $4.20 to $4.40 a pound level. And notice the lows are getting higher and the highs are getting lower. The noose is getting tighter. And sooner or later, probably sometime this year, it is going to break out of that range and thrust. The question, as ever, is will that thrust be up or down and I think it's going to be up. From the point of view of risk, if it goes below support at $4 a pound or just underneath, I'll eat some humble pie and accept that I'm wrong. So how to invest in copper and there are plenty of ways to get exposure to the copper price which cater for all risk appetites from tiny cap explorers to mining giants from levered futures and CFDs and spread bets to going down the scrapyard and buying the metal itself. And starting with ways to play the copper price one low geared method is to buy the copper ETF which is LSE COPA. If you want something a bit more racy then CFDs and spread bets are the way to go. High risk as ever, probably not advisable, definitely not if you don't already know what you're doing. Then there are the miners and if you don't want individual company risk there is the Global X Copper Miners ETF, the most liquid version of which is listed in New York, NYSE COPX, but there are also subsidiaries in London denominated in dollars LSE COPX and in sterling LSE COPG. The latter is probably the best way to avoid forex charges, broker forex charges. As for individual companies London has no shortage of options there are the giants including my perennial favourite BHP group then there's Glencore, Anglo-American, uh, Rio Tinto and Antofagasta. Uh, there's also US-listed Freeport McMoran, or McMoran as it should be pronounced, uh, which is the world's second largest producer. The, the largest is Ch Chilean, Chilean state-owned Cadelco. Um, Freeport also deserves a mention. Um, the above-mentioned London Giants Antofagasta aside aren't really pure plays, though if copper rises, most other metallic boats uh, will float. More focused copper plays include Atalaya, which is primarily a European copper play and Central Asia metals. And there are plenty of small caps to spice up your dinner or give you indigestion, <laughs> depending on your point of view. I'll leave those to you to unearth. But just remember the golden rule about mining exploration. Don't believe anything anyone says, especially the CEO. 
Thanks for watching. Please subscribe to my channel. I'll be back with another video very soon. And look out for my Substack uh, blog thing, which I'll be starting soon as well. In the meantime, cheerio.